Welcome to Fundamentally Drained Podcast with your hosts, Father Everett Lees, Father Tom Dahlman, and Justin Dixon. Three Christians exploring Christianity from a perspective other than the fundamental view from which we have become fundamentally drained. We'll begin the conversation, and you take it from there. Today, we're going to talk about... um, well, I'm going to actually change this a little bit and, and introduce some questions. So um, it, it's, it's why does it feel like some Christians want to usher in the world's demise or the world's end? Uh, end? And so, um, you know, there's the question of are there signs of Christians that do not care for the earth? Um, some have gone on record to say, you know, that we more or less paraphrasing, they don't care about climate change and what happens. Um, maybe not caring for one's own self, one's body, uh, because for whatever reason, as if ushering in the world's demise would hasten Jesus's return. And, um, you know, there's, there's, does this mean that there are certain events foreseen that once they are triggered, uh, which seem to be maybe triggered by letting the world consume itself, that that's going to, you know, hasten, as I said, Jesus's return or, or us, you know, going away to heaven. So I'm curious what brought people to believe this way. And when the world does go up in flames or when it all burns or whatever happens, um, does everyone go to heaven and then the bad people go to hell? There's, one congressman that went on record that said, you know, we don't have to worry about the earth because God will take care of it. So there's the miraculous sign there and belief that God will take care of all of it. So just curious, that's where we're headed today to kind of just talk about this uh, topic. So Everett, let's jump back to the beginning. And um, why does it feel like some Christians want to usher in the world's demise? Well, if your if your eschatology, so fancy word for what you think the end looks like, if your eschatology says that where we're going to end up is is in heaven and and this is just sort of a temporary state, um, then it sort of makes sense. Like why why you know why why do you care um, what what happens you know. Um, there is a, a certain thought that, um, you know, those who, and I've heard, I've heard this espouse that those who are bad, were going to remain here and let's make this as horrible a place so that, you know, oh. they can be punished for their misdeeds and all that. <laughs> <Really? laughs> I haven't um, heard that. So they get left, they get left behind. There you go. They get, they get left, left behind. behind and they have to deal with all of the, you know, who knows what it is, the hurricanes and the increasing water levels and climate change heat stuff. <laughs> I haven't heard that right. one. <laughs> um, but, but so if, you're, if your eschatology says, hey, our end goal is to be somewhere else that's not here, um, then it, you know, kind of makes sense. Like, well, why should I worry about it? I, you know, this isn't my forever place. But if we're captured by the biblical imagination, which is the renewing of this world, mm-hmm. uh, then it does not make a whole lot of sense. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for explaining what eschatology means. Well done. Well done. Ding. Plus one forever. Um, 
<laughs> Tom, why do Christians want to see it burn? Well, I don't know that they want to see it burn, but they believe that it will burn. Mm-hmm. Um, it does say, you know, that the earth will be, I can't remember the verse, consumed by fire, but um, there are lots of fires in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. There's refining fire, and the Christian hope is seen in, so, but first, why do they want it to burn? Um, They want to go home and be with Jesus. I mean, they want the end of the world. I, I grew up thinking that, you know, it would be better for it all to end, and why would I be afraid of this? And you see it in our foreign policy right now. Um, if you watch the news, it almost feels like um, the rapture is happening. You know, like <laughs> all these these things are being set up. But I think it's y'all better self- get right with Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy, though, and it's happened before in history. Um, I forget the date, but during the Crusades, there were, or sometime after the Crusades, they thought that Jerusalem, that the world, Jesus hadn't returned because part of Jerusalem was still standing. And so some some of the Christians went in and, and destroyed, no toppled way. over stones that were left. Are you serious? And, yes. And of course... It didn't bring about the end of the like world because over blocks the kids. Woo. Yeah, well, not 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 that many years ago. I mean, I'm gonna, I'll say within the last thirty years, um, there was a, a, a fundamentalist from Australia uh, that went to the Temple Mount, um, which is where the Jewish Temple once stood and was destroyed in seventy A.D. and now stand two mosques and. Oh, right. You know, and, and and for some Christians, they don't believe the Messiah can come in the temp- until the temple is rebuilt. <laughs> and so um, he took gasoline and tried to burn um, the mosques down, um, which is why it's really difficult as a tourist to go into see uh, the, the mosques because he wanted to usher in the Messianic age by trying to destroy these mosques. Hmm. Crazy. Um, <laughs> it's just, that's, uh, I, I guess I should say that's unbelievable is what I meant to say. <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a sect of Judaism that does not believe, does not support the, the current um, Israel nation state because since the temple has not been rebuilt, um, the true Israel is has not returned, and so mm. this is sort of a false, a false government. Um, I remember something about, um, and not to get too far off topic here, but it's kind of some along the same lines of once Israel is a nation again, that was an event that was said to pr- be you know biblical and prompt the. Uh, we just turned this into end times now. Uh, prompt the coming. Does it, that ring any bells? Yeah. Okay. Is that biblical? Have you ever heard of where that's at or anything like that? Uh, cool if not, people got Google. <laughs> so I can't tell you the verse. So I recall um, 
it, the uh, some of like maybe Ephesians and the false teachers uh, there, the corrupt teachers talking like that Jesus had already come and we're in the you know new time or apocalyptic time and things like that. And um, I don't know if that was rapture like if that's what they had in mind too, but I remember something like that um, and scaring other people saying that Jesus already come and, you know, you're still here kind of thing. So, um, but so the, 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 the rapture, um, the rapture imagery comes from, and Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Thessalonians in, in Thessalonians <laughs> and it comes to mind. What, <laughs> And the word that I mean, so Paul does use this this image th- that that they refer to in terms of like going up into the sky. But the, the the word he's really using there is the same word for if the if the king was entering t- into the town, um, you would line the streets to welcome the king into the town. And and that's that's what that's the image that Paul is playing back to him. These things that these people, especially from Roman sort of city states, would be familiar with, um, and saying this is what's going to happen when Jesus returns. And so modern people who don't understand Greek or how the Bible works have totally misinterpreted and misused this passage to say something that I don't think Paul was trying to say right do you remember the word because for three days i have not been able to remember the word and i tried to recall it what's the greek word um i cannot remember what it is i hate it (laughs) so they are they are called upon the clouds and they are called out and um, people envision it as them you know going up into the sky and meeting jesus and then shooting off you know, everyone flying away into and going to heaven. And instead, as you said, it is something that is looked upon as when Caesar came to town, everyone would exit the city. So you would go out, and as delegates, you would go out and meet Caesar, and then you would usher Caesar into the city. And so that's the language that was used. I swear it starts with a P, and I cannot remember what it is. <laughs> um and so, but that, that's that kind of idea you're talking about there. And that's where the rapture um, ideology or what a doctrine kind of came from. Um, anyway, I'll see if I can think about word. But yeah, that's a, another piece to that. Um, but so whenever they go into the sky in this, what interpretation of this, you know, scripture uh, and go away to heaven, then this, you know, potentially the seven years of tribulation begin and then who cares what, you know, state the earth is in because, you know, we're all in heaven and who cares about you kind of thing. I think that's kind of the idea. But what we need to say, though, Go I tall. think um, if you do a, a Google search, as I did, you know, five or six to get ready for this episode, <laughs> you'll find all these secular blogs talking about trying to explain and not just blogs, but newspapers, reputable news sites like, say, New York Times, the New York Times or Washington Post. Uh, they'll be talking about what what do Christians believe about the end of the world, and they talk about the rapture. I even found an article that mentioned, you know, Southern Baptists more likely to talk to you about this than Episcopalians. You know, uh, mm-hmm. but it is not okay. 
if you're listening out there, this is not a Christian doctrine. This is a doctrine that some Christians believe, Christians who originated in churches that were founded in the United States in the last 200 years. It is a new doctrine that is not part of the original, um, it's not part of the early church belief, it's not part of the majority of Christian belief. If you just take the Catholics, the Orthodox, and the Anglicans, it's not a part of any of those churches. And that leaves about, that's about 65% of the world's Christians. So, and then there would be the debate about whether those three groups are Christians. But um, it's not a Christian belief. But what we're doing is we are misinterpreting specifically Daniel and Revelation. Daniel is about Persia and Greece and Babylon and Rome, or Revelation is about Rome. It says at the beginning of it, these things will shortly come to pass. And we're reading all of this stuff into these texts, and then we're making political policy based on these texts, and we are ruining the world by doing it. Hmm. And um, we need to stop. <laughs> I mean, uh, the Christian hope is seen in the resurrected Jesus. That is the Christian hope. And Jesus still had the scars. So if you want to know what your future is, look at the resurrected Jesus. Over and over again, we see that in Scripture. And the scars are still there. So all this crap we're doing to the world is going to stay with us. It'll be redeemed, but we'll still be able to see the scars. So stop messing it up. I don't want to be scarred up. You know what I mean? So it's not a good thing that you want the world to burn. You need to take care of the world. You need to take care of your bodies. You need to care about the environment. It is not Christian. It is not healthy. It's not even, it's not smart. It's not wise. We could just go on and on. Sorry. Well, and, and, and um, Ellen uh, Davis Ellen Davis um, has done some remarkable work uh, around sort of um, the Hebrew scriptures and related to um, sort of environmental creation care. And and one of the things she notes is how powerful it was, like just the, the whole notion of like allowing the land to remain fallow, which, you know, good, like, like we, we witnessed this in Oklahoma, right? They over, um, uh, they 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 over uh, what sort of looking for over cultivated over harvest you know over over harvested yeah they don't let uh, the, the land sit idle and that's what yeah and that's what that's what created the dust bowl right it's not it wasn't mm -hmm. it wasn't the drought it wasn't the drought the dust bowl was created because we we weren't allowing the land to lay fallow and and I mean so I'm not sitting there saying you know I mean so. The, 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 many of those texts were written for agricultural-based people and um, rooted within Old Testament teaching is, is this thing about caring for the land, allowing land to lie fallow, um, and, and that care and creation and relationship 
with the creator are not totally separate things. Hmm. Tom? So, what... If you want to sum up the early Christian belief as near as we can understand it, and what I think should be our belief now, is Jesus said, when his disciples asked him about the end of all things, he said, no one knows the day or the hour, not the sun, not the angels in heaven, only God. So if, if Jesus doesn't know, and the angels don't know, why are we even thinking about it? Why are we worrying about it? Why are we making policy about it? And especially, we shouldn't be worried about it. Um, if you want to know what Jesus said about worry, go to the Sermon on the Mount, and you can hear him say, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat, what you drink, what you'll wear. Don't you trust God? God cares for the birds of the field. God cares for all of these things. Won't he care for you? You know, and so we've got people who claim to be disciples of Jesus running around, um, wanting to fight the Muslims, although Jesus said, turn the other cheek, wanting to send armies into the Middle East, although I never see in Scripture Jesus telling us to do stuff with armies other than uh, care for them, love them. You know, if they ask you to carry their your cloak or their pack, go two miles with them instead of one. But we're doing all this stuff that has nothing to do with Jesus, has no good for the world, no good for anybody. So, sorry. Let me flip That's it on its head. Let me flip that on its head. At the same time, don't worry. Okay, don't worry. Um, could be flipped and say, don't worry because, and it's assumed at the end of that, I'll take care of it. So just as the senator or the congressman, I should say, said, we don't have to worry about the world because God won't let it happen. God won't let the world climate change take over and we all die from overexposure to heat. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure what it is that uh, that sorry is the threatening uh, item there. But just as the congressman said, God told me not to worry. God in Jesus told me not to worry. So I'm not going to worry about it because God's going to take care of it. Um, so what do you say to that, Tom? Well, there's a difference between not worrying and being stupid. Um, he also said, don't, he also said, don't worry about my, my life, but that doesn't mean I don't get up in the morning and drink water and cook breakfast or mow my lawn or, uh, you know, do whatever I need to do. Uh, there's a... He didn't say don't do the right thing while you're, I mean, you know what I mean? Yep. Not, not worrying doesn't mean not caring. Those are so different this, things. Okay. Th this sort yeah. of goes back to, this, this sort of goes back to when we talk about like the worry and stuff like that. I think it harkens back to our conversation about the practicing of virtues as an important part of, of Christian ethics. So, so yes, yeah, so there is a part about, you know, hey, why are you worrying about these things? And, and and it's a response to people who are specifically trying to usher in. Like, like if we, you know, if I go burn this this mosque on the Temple Mount down, then the messianic age can come. I just need to help God along. Are you so did, there's did you so say there's there's one that's specific? That worry from the Sermon on the Mount is specific to that? No, I'm saying I'm 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 saying that they're that that there are pe there there are Christians who espouse okay, gotcha. a belief that okay. they have to help God along because God can't do this 
on, on his got own. You. <laughs> okay. So I, 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 I'm rejecting that notion. I do think there is within the Christian tradition, Tom and Justin. Um, that sounded like a challenge. Everett. <laughs> it is. It is. Feel like we you know, so like when we name. talk about, so, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty close to being a pacifist. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent pacifist, but I'm pretty close to being a pacifist. But there is also room within the Christian tradition to talk about um, a realism um, approach to say, you know, war. What are the conditions in which it is okay, um, you know, to to fight? And and I I will say that. Um, in my own belief that that two the two that I could even think about would be World War II and the Civil War in the mm. sort of modern era. Mm. Right. So well that's but I think but another I think your question point is for that there's another people part. who are trying to to like, well let's spark something in the Middle East because then we can usher in the kingdom of God uh, or whatever. I was wondering I think, where you were going with this. I got off yeah. because I, the pacifism. I thing. think that's what Tom was trying to say. Is, okay. is that if we, now we if we create enough line. turmoil and 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 you know that is exactly what is happening. Um, somebody thinks they have Jesus's permission to go in and blow up two buildings in Jerusalem. Hmm. I mean, how does that, how is that, that person is no different than the hijackers on 9-11. I would like to stop and, and repeat and uh, affirm what you said earlier. That is not Christianity. <laughs> Tom, that is not. On this podcast, I think we stand in agreement. That is not <laughs> Christianity. And it, it is also not, I mean, Jesus said your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, so care for it. I've heard the same thing. Well, this body is just going to burn. You know, we are, these folks that are claiming to be disciples in these cases are what we call Gnostics. They are thinking the flesh is bad, the spirit is good, it's all about knowledge, and they, wanna, they want to, uh, it's okay if the world ends because the physical is evil. And that is, mm, Jesus came, is evil, right? yeah, Jesus came in the flesh. God looked at the world and his creation and he said, it is good. This physical world is made, including us, in the image of God. It's good. And when God said we have dominion over it, it didn't mean, it meant take care of it. Uh, thank you for getting to that. So it, it actually, uh, it's tov miod. <laughs> I think that's about as redneck in Oklahoma as I can get. But tov miod, it's very good um, whenever the images were created, or excuse me, the humans were created. It is very good, and it looked, God looked back on all things and deemed them very good. And uh, so there's a lot that goes into and what I understand in Genesis when we were tasked with subduing the earth. And so in our current uh, understanding of the word subdue, I think of Hacksaw Jim Dugan <laughs> putting, <laughs> I don't even know if that's his name, the junkyard it dog is. in a chokehold, <laughs> right? That is the word of, sub, that's the image that subdue brings to my that's mind, right? excellent metaphor. Do what? It's an excellent metaphor. Thank you. <laughs> And so when you subdue someone, you take them and you put them out of commission. And um, that, that's not the, the way uh, that it was looked upon. Um, it is something that we are to take care of 
And it's more of, if you will, like coddling or cuddling or, or, or taking care of a child. Um, and so something that you take under your care and care for it. And that was, you know, I mean, that's the first couple of pages. <laughs> so like dominion and, and domesticate have, um, have same root words. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same. It's that. So, so when we think about what would we do if we were going to domesticate a home, right? You, you, you know, you, 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 you don't burn the thing down. <laughs> um, and, and that really should be, I mean, this image of coddling or this image of caring um, is, is one that should drive our imaginations about what we do with one another um, mm. and, and all of creation. Um, now, and, 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 and the, uh, let me just say this also on the flip side of it, is that I think a lot of people would say, in theory, yeah, I, I agree. Care of the environment is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And then the question gets down to, well, let's get to the specifics of it. Right, right. Um, and and you know, we we live in a in a state um, whose economy is driven by oil and gas production. Uh, we all work for churches who, probably to a fairly great degree, are funded by you know, folks from the oil and gas industry. <laughs> and, and so, nice. I, you know, I mean, I, look, I'm not, a, I, I'm not, I, I'll, I'll cards on the table. Like I don't have any issue with oil and gas production. Uh, do I think we ought to be looking at other things? Yes. But this, but the notion that we can just simply end any sort of fossil fuel, in my opinion is, is ridiculous. But, what what I'm trying to get at here is is that it, it you know w we often wrestle with the details, like what does it really mean to care for creation? Hmm. Uh, there's the celebrity I can't remember which one what her name is, but you know basically she said we need to stop using toilet paper because it's bad for the environment. <laughs> um, I haven't heard that one yet. That's interesting. You, you know, you have you 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 have a lot of progressives who, who care for the environment, and they all fly the private jets. It's the year you know, of the bidet. Go, you know, to go to go talk. I don't. About. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in. So Tom. the detail. So the details of it, oftentimes, um, outside of that sort of crazy sector, what does that really? What does that really look like? Tom, what did you not like? Well, I don't want to, I don't like it how uh, we've, these folks who, you know, advance the rapture and advance public policy um, are using their beliefs, their, they're turning their beliefs into a political, you know, football. And that's no offense to Everett. But he was quoting their talking points right then. Mm. I mean, uh, they, they, um, those are the same things. Those talking points came from those places. And I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be subject to that from the left or the right. Certainly uh, not the right, but also not the left. Because the church, 
you know, uh, is either a pawn of the government or trying to make the government its pawn. And we need to get out of that game altogether, I think. And I, I have folks, I can't think of any, but I know I have people here who work for oil and gas, but I can't think of any. Sure. Um, but, uh, I also have people that work for casinos and that own liquor stores and that um, every company in the United States, if you work for Walmart, uh, you're buying clothes that are made by enslaved labor factories. You know, if you own a cell phone, you're, you're a part of that system. Every single American and people. Right. Yeah. We are all participating in that. Um, So yeah, Everett's right. But what, what um the question is is that a good thing do we like it no i mean what so i I think i think i mean i'm not going anywhere productive so that's true uh (laughs) (laughs) bazinga i do i i i I mean to to tom's rebuttal um you know I, i i i do think i mean that's where I think a lot. So, so if you go into sort of mainstream Christianity, okay, let's let's get out of the world of the you know the people who say let's burn this all down. What I'm what I, the, there's there's an important part here, which is how do we then if we say care of creation, the coddling of the earth is an important part. Um the details of it are not an unimportant matter. They're what? And whoa, whoa, whoa. it's not, a, it's not an unimportant. The details they're, they're... are not an unimportant matter. Okay. No, like you're how, right. Yes, I agree correct. with and, you. They are not. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and I, and, 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 and I'm just saying like how it's received is people saying, you know, you have to, you have to do X, Y, and Z. Well, they don't do any of those things. Hmm. You're right. 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 I mean, I mean, I right. mean, and, and the I holier mean, than you know, now, right? That's Le- the whole, Leonardo, that's the... Leonardo DiCaprio will sit there and talk about how important, you know, care of creation is while he's sitting on a private yacht. <laughs> but, so, and so, I mean, I mean, well, all, all I'm saying, I mean, Tommy, you can sit there, well, that's just talking points out of the right, but I'm saying that is an obstacle <laughs> to this, and that's just a reality. It is, but my, my point is, Number one, you're not going to do anything to change that. Number two, why do I care what Leonardo DiCaprio says? Because he's um, great. <laughs> and and my, I mean, my concern is people who, especially for the subject of this episode, why 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 are people who claim to be disciples of Jesus saying? It's okay to bomb a mosque. It's okay to burn up the world or just have environmental degradation. And and how do we get out of these things? Like, um, that's that's the question. Okay, I'm jumping. But in. I think I think I think what I'm I think I guess where I'm where I probably got was not making a whole lot of sense is that when we talk about Christian ecology, which I think is an important thing. What folks in the pews often hear is sort of a political progressive ecology. Okay, that's that, that 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 
that is a complete disconnect from their lived life. And so the, the problem is, is that Christians need to be able to um, talk about environmentalism as, an, as a virtue of, of, of the Christian ethic in a way that does not just simply reflect, reflect you know, sort of partisan politics. I think that. I think that because <clears throat> that's a great point. It, yeah, I agree. I agree, Everett. Because everything gets covered in politics. Um, I mean, we are we are a Christian leaning nation, I'll say, and so everything gets covered. So when it's mentioned, as you said, I think you said from the podium or pulpit, it it it's heard as a political, you know policy as you said it's something that's the first thing people's minds go to and as christians it's like we need to s retrieve that reclaim it and and bring it back under the christian umbrella not the left or right or wherever it is so um we've we, we're out of time and i think a good uh, i think the details is the next episode in this because we didn't get to jump in the details and then i think too that we need to jump into um round two of everett and tom <laughs> did you make that bill <laughs> I did. Did you do that? I did. Damn. <laughs> I thought that was Let's just coincidental. <laughs> oh, you, now we got to pay money for that. Thanks, Everett. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This was uh, this is a great start to a much needed conversation, and I thank you all for listening. Uh, this is fun. So, until next time, may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at, at @fundrainpod. We'd love to hear your comments on our episodes and also suggest future episode topics. Also, if you enjoy what we're doing, go on to iTunes and give us a review, please. Thanks a lot.